Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Richie. Coming beyond Walker. Q. Hello and welcome to episode number 159 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast, a Premier League podcast. Wow, what a game it was yesterday. Kiefer Moore, give him the freedom of Bournemouth, I don't care what it takes. What a guy. Phil Bill, clever free kick routine, unplanned. Great finish from Kiefer. And look, the whole side played so well. A controlled performance and look... We had our harem scarum moments, but we totally deserved it. I know that Forest fans will be ruining that penalty claim where Sam Sarge probably should have been awarded a spot kick. But the on the course of the 90 minutes, 98 minutes, I think that Cherries deserved it. And look, Forest have got another chance anyway. So on this bumper pod, it's all about celebrating what happened. So firstly... I was on the pitch at full time, getting some raw reaction from fans and just trying to take in what on earth happened. There's a lot of bewilderment, a lot of chanting, a lot of nonsensical conversations. But I feel as though you, you podcast listeners, you deserve that. So firstly, we're going to do that later on in the show. Myself and Tom are going to dissect the 98 minutes that got Bournemouth promoted. But also we chat to, to Mark McAdam. He was in the car park earlier, so we thought we'd get a word. It's a bumper one. Firstly, these were the scenes at full time and they were absolutely brilliant. free-for-all on the pitch. Cherries have been promoted. Unbelievable thing. Let's go. Oh, what a performance. Lewis Cook's been held aloft there. Oh, my God, man. Now you're going to 
Jason's in there. Oh my god, man. West Brom away. Who else have we lost to? <laughs> the dislocated shoulder at Blackpool. It was all we were. Hey, hey that, that, that moment could, well, it turned out to be pivotal, look. Certainly um, did, yeah. <laughs> Unlike my shoulder, which didn't pivot <laughs> yes. at all. Um, talk to me about that game, Richard. I mean, what, what a performance. Oh. So solid, weren't we? We were, yeah. Frankly, I was disappointed in that. They needed to get a win, but they never really showed anything. But I think you've got to put that down to our game plan. Keep them more inspired. 
and kids are with my name on it on the top shelf. Yeah. I knew it before the game. I thought it was 2-1, not 1-0. Here we go! We're going up! We're Premier League. Oh, We're Premier League. Hello. Oh, 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 yeah. Hello. 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 I'm so glad. Did you go on the pitch half-time? Yeah. I, I, I didn't see it. You did the half-time challenge. What I happened? scored the goal. <laughs> That's good. That's I didn't hit the Get in! Wait, what, what, you know 
I'm so glad we're happy today rather than on Saturday. Unbelievable. At least you're six. You're going. I'm going. Seven hours. Twelve hours. I'm leaving. Wow, we're Premier League again. Mate, oh my God, I'm knackered. Right. We're fucking Premier League. Come on. Premier League. Apparently. Apparently we're Premier League. Right, we need to go to this side. No, sorry, you... No, 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 you But yeah. really, apart from that, they didn't cause that much of a threat, did they? 
had chance for that, yeah. Offside, a couple of crosses from corners. Yeah. Not a lot else. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Still filming it. Still filming it.
Scenes, absolute scenes. If you want to watch that again, I implore you to visit the YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe and a like if you can as well. YouTube.com forward slash AFCB podcast. Now, earlier today, Mark McAdam from Sky Sports News, he spoke to Tom, who was uh, outside Dean Court, and he gave his reaction as he basked in the glory of watching AFC Bournemouth return to the Premier League. The calm after the storm. We're back. I haven't been home. I think you have, Mark. But how did you, how did you enjoy last night? I was sensible. Uh, I was aware that I had to be, if the result went the right way, that I had to be at the Vitality for 7am. So uh, I biffed out of the celebrations um, about 11ish. So I stayed after the game and uh, enjoyed the moments with the, with the players and their families and the fans and obviously did what I had to do for work and things. Um, but I had a sensible head and managed to get back. So, no, it, it was incredible. Once again, another really special night at the Vitality Stadium under the lights. You know, you, you just always get the sense, you know, it's, it's only 11,700, but it feels like so much more. Uh, and on those evening occasions when the, the pressure's on and it, and it really means something, the, the stadium comes alive. Uh, and it certainly did that last night, particularly 83 minutes in when, when Kiefer and Philip were just on another planet with their awareness and understanding and their communication skills there must be some sort of some clever winking going on between those two to to pull off that kind of a set set piece routine under that pressure in that moment um and then of course it just it just brings back the memories of 2015 and it brings back the memories of um of everything this football club's achieved in the last few years and what they've been through and what they've done and yeah i was uh, a proud a proud sky sports reporter yeah well put um, not a bournemouth fan not a bournemouth fan i'm <laughs> neutral and i was definitely neutral all of last night of course um, but no incredible absolutely brilliant Oh, it was amazing. And we were saying about that, the reminiscent of 2015. It was virtually in the same spot that Pugh got that goal. But what did you think on the night, with the pressure on, the actual performance? I thought from the off, for a team that were on form like Forest, we looked like the team that were in the ascendancy straight away. I think what we saw last night from Bournemouth was a different type of performance from Bournemouth. It was a bit gritty, it was a bit edgy, a little bit physical. I think, you know, I think we saw that from some of the players that perhaps we haven't seen this season where they, they did a different side to the game uh, and they were patient and I think that was really important and I think you know, they, they, they marked Sam uh, out of the game. Uh, he didn't have really too many opportunities apart from the one where he hit the bar. Uh, and, and of course Brennan Johnson championship player of the season someone who's rated around 20-25 million pounds uh, and Lloyd Kelly had him essentially in his back pocket you know he kept him very very quiet and he's a very talented youngster uh, so that was the, the best thing about yesterday it was a wise and um, an experienced performance professional performance from, from Scott's team 
And then, of course, we had opportunities um, and, it, and it, you just weren't quite sure. But there was that spell five or ten minutes into the, the second half and I just turned to my mate and I said, we're on top now and this is the time we have to capitalise because you felt like Forrest had perhaps run out of ideas, run out of steam. I think they, they'd given so much to their club over the last you know, 10 games, winning nine out of 10. They gave everything against Swansea. I was at the city ground on Saturday um, and I think perhaps they just, they just run out of run out of flow and um, that felt like our moment to take yep. and uh, it took a little bit of time but we, but we took it so um, yeah absolutely incredible yeah no I agree and we were saying uh, Scott's change that it showed that bringing on Kiefer Moore and um, I, I, I almost wonder if they were Forrest almost looked like they were waiting for their moment and thought maybe we would retreat and we didn't do that we went for the win whereas they maybe thought we'd hang on for a point but going into next season Mark from what you think your perspective with Scott Parker what he's brought what this kind of newish group and the young players come through. How do you, how do you see us go? Do you think we're in, we're in we're in good hands? Absolutely. I think you know. Obviously, you know. I always go back and say Maxim has always put the money in. He's always backed the manager every single transfer window. He's done whatever they feel is the right thing to do for the for the club. Uh, and I don't think that will be any different this summer. Uh, obviously, Scott will have his plan about what he wants to do and the players he'd like to recruit. Uh, I don't know a great deal about off the, fi- off the field, but I, I get the feeling that there's a, a real willingness to do the right things in terms of the training ground and to invest in the right way and in the infrastructure of the club. I think they know that's yeah. something that's, that's very high on the list of things to do. Um, so that'll, that'll be key. Um, and of course, they'll, they'll, they'll bring in the right types of players. I think the most important thing, I think all Bournemouth fans would agree that whatever happens um, you know, this summer, the, the, the sort of the club's bigger picture is more important than investing 50 million quid into new players in like we've said we've got you know players that have got premier league experience we've got young players that are hungry you know the, the great thing about some of the players we brought in uh, in, in january people like Kiefer moore want to prove that they're good enough for the premier league sakiri dembele wants to prove he's good enough for the premier league um so you've got a nice mix of ex- experienced premier league players but hungry players and i think that'll be great for bournemouth yeah. um so I think um, I'm excited. I'm really like, like like fans. You know, I'll be watching to see what the club does, how they operate, the types of players they're linked with, who they bring in, what they do, what happens off the field as well. Um, and I think the the sort of security that this promotion brings can just let Bournemouth fans rest easy, knowing that they're going to, you know, have a really good stable club behind them that's run efficiently and properly. As we saw from the first year we came down, they didn't go and spend 30 million to get back to the Premier League. They sold the players that they wanted to sell at the price they wanted to sell them and they invested that money in the way they wanted to invest it. And, and off, off, off the back of the, the relegation, they, they made sure that the books were, were better than the team. Books come first and then the team comes second. And, and if that's the remit and the thinking, then, then that's key. And I, and I think that will be very much the, the case for this summer. I agree and I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm already excited. So I'll see you in the Premier League. Thank you. I need bed. Amazing. I love the uh, I love the diplomatic response of uh, a Sky Sports reporter rather than an, being an AFC Bournemouth fan, as what Tom alluded to there. Brilliant stuff. And myself and Tom, we also waited outside Dean Court, and we just sort of chewed the fat really, and we reviewed the the tense, tearful, but terrific victory against the Tricky Trees. I didn't even mean that alliteration. As Bournemouth secured promotion to the Premier League thanks to a well worked free kick late in the game. What a, what a game it was. This is the dissection. Breaking news, Tom Jordan hasn't even got changed yet. You're still in the same gear, mate. I'm back at the stadium before I was back at my house, mate, which is what it's all about, isn't it? You've got to enjoy these moments. What a night. What a night. I'm so glad it panned out like it did, mate. Before oh. yesterday's game, I was going through all these permutations and I was getting palpitations, yeah. thinking of all the different scenarios that yeah. played out. But thankfully... Yeah. Thankfully, we got the job done and, mate, we're Premier League. We're Premier League. And we were good on the night, weren't we? You know, credit to, credit to everyone. We said it in the preview. These players so far have turned up when it mattered in them big games and we've done it again. Um, I thought, you know, Forrest were very disappointed. I think they'll be disappointed. But I, I did think, even during the game, I thought, we're going to come out of this and go, points decent, but, oh, we could have won that. Mm. And then we had that moment um, with that free kick, well worked and job done, mate. I thought we thoroughly deserved it. And, um, yeah pleased for Scott and, and the whole group because we've got over the line mate and with a game to spare as well so 
happy days. We can we can finally relax and enjoy a game Ooh. of football on Saturday. It's going to be really weird. I know we're not the ones playing the game of football, but as a fan, I felt as though there was this this huge force, this immovable force that was coming from Nottingham, yeah. sent off with flares, almost like Liverpool Champions League style, and mm. fans were giving it some on Twitter. And I thought, oh my goodness, maybe maybe this is their time to shine after yeah. 23 years or whatever. But you know what? In the 90 minutes, that's all I really needed to worry about. And I yeah. didn't need to worry. No. They weren't as good as I thought they would be. Uh, and I thought that Scott Parker tactically yesterday, he got his spot on. Yeah, bang on. And um, yeah, it's probably a bit of Forrest well on it. But also, I think it probably, we deserve credit. We stifled them. We were the party poopers, weren't we? Yeah. As you say, the run they've been on and the neutrals definitely wanted, wanted yeah. Forrest with the run they've been on, etc., etc. And um, we just, yeah, we sport the party, mate, and we've done it really well from minute one, I felt. And as you say, uh, Lerma looks like he gets a knock. Would have been easy to bring on Ben Pearson and go, let's not lose this game. And that's probably what, you know, during the course of the season we'd have expected from Scott. But what he obviously saw in that moment was that, you know what, we can have these. They're not causing that many problems. And he brought Kiefer Moore on, and we were just talking to some fans that were here then, and we said, probably goes we think he's just a big lump and cause problems he's a good footballer a really good footballer it was a really good finish virtually the same part of the pitch that Pewey got the goal against Bolton and yeah like we said amazing free kick but yeah the, like you say the 90 minutes you know you, you think of all these things leading up to it but at the end of the day when 11 v 11 on the pitch it's, it's who turns up and, and we turned up so let's just talk about the atmosphere then before kickoff. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And the fans got in early, it seemed. Yeah. I was there about 15 minutes before kickoff and it was electric. Yeah. A few inflatables going about, but as soon as that Nonny Red Army chant started, mate, a spine tingling. Yeah. And then we kept on going as a fan base and kept on getting behind the side. And look, they responded because I think that the, the opening sort of 10, 15 minutes of both halves, I thought we were very, very good. And we flashed the ball across the box a few times and we were unlucky not to get on the end of it. But uh, we we certainly made Nottingham Forest worry. They had a few things to think about, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. As I say, I think from the off, there's been a few games of late where we maybe, maybe started a little bit cold. We certainly didn't do that. Um, and that's what we wanted to see. You thought we looked like the team that were had the momentum and had the form going for us. They looked nervy. Um, we didn't look nervy. We looked like this is an opportunity to get the job done. Let's just go and do it. And let's give, yeah, leave it all on the pitch. And that's what we did. Like you say, a few chances. You know, we probably didn't um, test keeper enough early doors, but we were, we were controlling things. Um, and they were having little breaks, you know, little things to just be, be wary of. But um, yeah, we were, we were thoroughly in control. And like you say, the atmosphere was, was brilliant. I've never been at a home game where I've stood up so much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was just, um, it was bouncing. And as you say, things like the Noddy thing, and obviously with, with the news, the good news we heard with Brooksy before yeah, the game. Yeah, that, that, that. Just brilliant. all them best, best seven minute kind of Brooksy chart. It was unbelievable. Mm. It, like you say, spine tingling and everything just played into it, didn't it? And it just made for an unbelievable night. They've got to say, I mean, their threats on the pitch were, they were not unexpected. Jed Spence mm. marauded forward a few times, you know, cutting up the top of the pitch. Brennan Johnson had a, had a few chances on the ball, but I thought Brennan Johnson actually not yeah. Not as good as I thought Great. he was going to be, but, you know, Jed Spence, obviously. And you know what? Sam Surridge was, was being a nuisance, wasn't he? And it was almost like Adam Smith was given the task to man-mark him throughout because he, yep. he was tucked tight to him. And uh, fair play to Sam Surridge, you know, he is a championship striker on that appearance. And whilst he didn't net for them, he, he probably should yeah. have got a penalty and he hit the bar. But he's doing a good job for them. But yeah, I thought that Adam Smith's experience showed... And he dealt with him really well, didn't he? Yeah, another thing that was clever, I thought, I thought off the ball, we went to, we virtually went to a three and Smith tucked right in, as you say. Um, and that, that allowed uh, Zamora to be the whip on the other side. And as you say, mate, I thought their main threat was just putting the ball through to Surridge and being a nuisance. And I remember right early in the season when we played Stoke, when he was there, mm. and he'd come off the bench and I thought, oh, he's a bit manful here. And he has something to prove. This is the, the club that he's kind of come through the ranks with. And he, he'll, he'll be out there going, I want to show you lot, you shouldn't have let me go. Yeah. Um, and I thought he, he'd done well. He was, um, yeah, he was going down, he was moaning. He didn't, he wanted a player that looked like he, you know, was like, oh, I'm the, I like Bournemouth. He yeah, just yeah. wanted to prove himself and I, I respect that. But yeah, as you say, mate, the experience of Smithy, I thought Nat Phillips was brilliant. Lloyd Kelly was superb. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we stood up to it. But there were a few hairy moments, hitting the crossbar. He mm. probably just hits that when he should probably try and be a little yeah. bit more composed. Which probably what's always been Sam Surridge's thing, I think. Yeah. So he just hits it. Um, and we got away with that one. But they were little warning signs that were weirdly good, I think, because we were controlling it. But you need them warning signs yeah. to think, you know, don't, don't take the foot off the pedal because they can get in. 
I don't want to say we're sidekicks or soothsayers, but in the last game I was talking about Philip Billing and when he plays well, the team play well. You in the preview said, I bet they'll turn it around yeah. before the game. And lo and behold, when they switched it around, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So little, <laughs> little omens, isn't it? You think, oh, that's not good. You start worrying about it. But um, because of the way we started, I think that meant, you know, the North Stand got off for it first half and that was it was fine. But um, yeah, it was... It was weird. Um, said to you, it always feels like there's more chance of that happening when a previous player or a few previous yeah. players come back because they know how much we like to, you know, shoot at the North Stand second half. So yeah, a few little things that you try, you got to try all them, all them little bits. And uh, fortunately, it didn't matter, mate. But yeah, I, I, that was an early sign. I thought, oh, God, I don't like that. And uh, when the second half came, mate, I, I thought we were creating more chances. I'm, I'm trying to think when Travers, apart from at the end, really. Mm had to save a shot and the, the, few and far between really yeah. I mean in the first half I know that I think it, it might have been Brennan Johnson who had a shot and it went straight down his throat yes. like he was done, so you know that was easy enough for him but in the second half I'm, I'm struggling but we went up the pitch a few times you know Jaden Anthony had a shot which the angle probably didn't favour him because he was on his right foot and he sort of flashed it across the goal Bryce Samba made a good save um, elsewhere Dom Solanke was at a similar angle flashed it into the side netting but we were creating chances and throughout it I was thinking, like, when are, when are Forrest going to go for this? That's what I thought, mate. But they never really did. No, I thought the same. I think it's one of them. I, we, we spoke about it in the preview. I do think it's easy to say it in hindsight, but if they had gone for us from the start, they could have, you know, they probably looked at it and thought, Blackburn did that, Huddersfield did that, Coventry did that, and mm. Bournemouth smashed them. So, you know, they, if they had gone for it, say, if they nicked the goal on, say, 70 minutes, and finished off the game 1-0, everyone would have said, what a tactical masterclass from Cooper. Mm. It just didn't work. They they clearly were waiting for their moment. But as you say, mate, I don't think they really went for it until we scored. Mm. And then they needed two, really. So, yeah, it was a bit bit strange. And I, I do wonder if they froze a little bit. They, they, they've been... I kind of mentioned about that, weird because it's their rivals, but the derby thing, right yeah. at the other end of the table, that when there was no pressure on them, they were just winning games. As soon mm. as people went, they could do this. Mm. They couldn't. And I think with Forrest, it's been... Oh my God, look at Forrest going. Now it's, they can do this. Mm. And I, I do feel like they froze a little bit. I wonder if players like Lewis Grabber, for example, that experience, they probably missed that yeah. a little bit. Um, and Cookie obviously got a head injury. So that affected him. You can see that early yeah. on. And, you know, quick mention of him, obviously, is, is, is being reported that his dad's very unwell. So I yeah. um, hope he's all right. And I hope, hope Cookie's all right. It was a, um, yeah, it must have been a weird game for Cookie. And I think he went down really early and I don't think he really shook that off, to be fair. I think he ended up coming off, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, obviously we gave him an applause and all that kind of stuff. But when you're in the, when you're in the throes of the 90 minutes, like there were a few boos and stuff, which you yeah. can kind of, he expected that. But it, it's pantomime booing, isn't it, yeah. really? Like, obviously, a, you know, club legend and we certainly wish him well with his personal news. But you know what? Forrest are still in a, in a good position to you know to win the playoffs and prob probably my favorite team like, based on their form but you know what i'm glad it's them and not us because you know we would have probably faced what sheffield united maybe if they yeah. finished sick Borough, i wouldn't i wouldn't have fancied that whatsoever so you know good luck to them and now i'm just glad i can sit back put my feet up have my cocoa and, and enjoy the playoffs and just enjoy the playoffs which are which are really good but anyway um we got to talk about the goal and from what I remember, it started off with the ball, um, a raking ball to the left-hand side, which Dom Solanke picked up. And then he sort of miscontrolled it or whatever, or a defender got a touch. And then I think it's Jordan Zamora had the yeah. ball. And he's running from left to right. And I said, no, at some stage he's going to hit this. He yeah, didn't. He kept going. He's going to hit it. He kept going. And then he was felled. So from where I was in the north stand, it was quite difficult to see sort of whereabouts it was. But it looked like it was in the D. And a lot of thinking, people cheered like it was a pen, didn't they? Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. But, you know, because the referee pointed like that. I was like, oh, uh, what, really? But it was but it, it, it was almost too close. It was too close. Yeah, it was. And, um, yeah, I remember fans were all getting really excited because of how close. Because I think you always get really excited when it's really close. But then you start going, oh, actually, it'd be better if it was 20 yards further back yeah. for a shot, for example. And I was going, oh, everyone calm down. We haven't scored a blooming free kick since Rico. Got no chance. Been into the sky, this. Yeah. But um, mate, yeah, what a clever, what a clever free kick. And is it right that I've I've read that it, it wasn't prepared or no. nothing that's been done on the training ground? Even though the Sky commentator said it was, it's easy to look like it was. But I think Scott even said it was, and it was off yeah. the cuff. Um, and that's you know credit to credit to the boys. But I think also it's obviously key for the gets a goal. He wouldn't have been lined up in you know at the start of the game, so he mm. probably wouldn't have worked on stuff like that. True. I mean, it surprised me that they 
didn't put anyone on him. Mm. I mean, they had a massive wall, mm. and you're thinking, surely one of them should go and stand with him. But to be honest, the way Billion was, you were saying it earlier, the way Billion was setting up, and his eyes are like, yeah. I'm shooting here. He looked well, like him shooting. What, what surprised me, I thought that they might have put a right footed player to the left hand side of the ball, but they had Billing there. Ryan Christie was there for a bit as well. Uh, but then Ryan Christie then skulked away, and then Billing. To his credit, and Sky Sports cameras zoom in on his face. He doesn't once look at Kiefer, and he's like, he looks as if he's going to smash the ball, yeah. and then he just he waits it perfectly. And what you know what that that would have been so easy to Sky because I've been in situations like that when the ball's coming to you relatively fast. He could have absolutely yeah. ballooned that, but and he didn't. He's got it quite early because he's right footed as well. He can't wait for it to come across his body. It's not an easy finish, but yeah, we caught him. We caught him cold there, and. Kiefer, like I said, I mean, we talk about being a big lump. He's a decent footballer, you know. That's a really good finish. Um, absolutely buzzing for him. I mean, what an imp- I mean, Kenwin Jones S. I mean, Kenwin Jones eat your heart out, actually. This impact from Kiefer Moore. What is it with Cardiff signings on promotion seasons, oh, yeah, mate? I forget about that. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah it was a, a magical moment, mate. Really well worked. And, um, that, and, it, and it's kind of, it ticks every box because then it's also, that's the sub we made to go for it. Yeah. He's the one that gets the goal. It was, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I think I actually said, I'll take a corner. Just, yeah, just yeah. drill it. If it takes deflection, we get a set piece. So, yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, they'll be looking at it from their perspective and going, why do we leave him? But yeah. from our perspective, it's really well worked. But Kiefer Moore, though, he, he came on for Lerma, who got a knock. And at that stage, I was thinking, like, is he going for it here? Mm. Um, but then I think Scott Parker could probably smell blood based on yeah. the fact that we started the second half so well and Forrest were barely posing a threat I th- you know he thought you know why not go for it but I couldn't really work out for a while what formation mm. w- w- we were playing when uh, Kiefer was on could it, you enlighten me a yeah bit? he virtually went to a three didn't he and moved Smith like we were saying he was kind of doing that anyway but he yeah. went really with that three of uh, Smith Phillips and um, Kelly yeah he moved Anthony over to the right hand side because of his his pace and his legs he could play mm. his kind of wing back with Zamora and then we kind of boxed that midfield where Lewis was still sitting but he moved Christie in there, didn't he? Yes, he put Christie yeah. in there, obviously Billings in there. And then he kind of had Dom drifting in, in and around Kiefer. He was kind of off that left a little bit. And I think that's probably partly it as well. Obviously, it's going for it, you bring on Kiefer more. But I think Scott trusts Dom that much mm. that he thinks, if I need to put Dom in midfield, I can. Yeah. Uh, he's that good, isn't he? So, yeah, it was, it was clever and it caught, it caught them off guard. I don't think they were expecting us to make that change and go for it. I think they would have probably been looking at it thinking the more the game goes on, the more Bournemouth are going to retreat and settle for the draw yeah, and yeah. then we could go for it. Yeah. But we just never did that. And as I say, mate, credit to Scott because it would have been so easy to bring on Ben Pearson mm. and just tie it up and, and, you know, for, for Jeff. But he, he smelt blood. He smelt blood. But obviously after the goal, we did, we did yeah. tie it up and, you know, we did make a few changes. But, I mean, I've got to say that I didn't, feel nervous until I, I, got in. Oh, I didn't feel nervous until the, the fourth official put up eight and what was that <laughs> eight minutes I mean what was that I, I, <sighs> sometimes when things like that happen I think eight minutes are they literally doing it for like the sky cameras like because it's a big game because I don't understand how there's eight there's, there's a few I, I remember thinking oh there'd probably be five there eight was outrageous um, I mean in terms of the officiating I mean he let a lot go didn't he during the whole match yeah yeah he did there which, wasn't a... which was good in some ways when it favoured us but bad in other ways when like Jay-Z there should have been a free kick I think in the first half where Jay-Z was yeah. basically shoved into the hoardings oh yeah in front of the North Stand I, I thought didn't... how was that not a free kick it's, it's weird because then like you say you just, I was thinking he hadn't booked anyone here yeah. and as soon as we score Travers gets the ball takes a millisecond longer books him straight away oh come on and he started booking <laughs> a few of us but yeah like you say for eight minutes, I thought we were pretty good. Uh, there was that one moment where Surridge got in. So yeah, quick free kick, I think. So what was that? Yeah, Bryce Samuel had a quick free kick uh, on the halfway line. Was that yes, it? I think and that then was it. he he found a gap, and yeah, Jordan Zamora was caught a little bit cold, and you can see the reaction of Lloyd Kelly afterwards, giving him makes an unbelievable block, by the way. Yeah, he does. So he explain. What, yeah, was it? So who received the ball? Who who picked up the ball? I can't remember. And then it was. Um, Sorridge got in. Yeah, I just remember. Across. I just remember looking up and Sorridge was in loads yeah. of space, but he kind of was too wide to shoot, so he just drilled one of them balls across mm. goal. And Kenny comes in. I think he virtually hits it off his chest. Yeah. As soon as he makes that block, he sh- runs straight out to Zamora, grabs him, you know, switch on, and that's that leadership that maybe we haven't seen or, or seen, or maybe I'm not saying not seen, but maybe doubted a little bit yeah. because of his age. And Lloyd showed that in their moments, and I think that was the corner where I think Travers maybe got a little punch on yes, it. Yes, that's right. And then they ended up a few scraps. I've got another corner. Yeah, Bryce Samba ended up putting f- over. But one of those chances was offside though, I think, from oh, what I cross, remember. Yeah. And because I remember thinking, blimey, and then all of a sudden there's ironic cheers looking over to my left. Oh, 
it's it is offside anyway. And look, um, if I if I'm perfectly honest, that that one where the linesman put the flag up when Sam Surridge was felled by Mark Travers. I've, I've watched it again and, you know, it doesn't need me to say it. The Sky commentator said it himself. Mm. That was a pen. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> it was probably, I think it, it looked like, oh, it was probably offside anyway. And then you look at it back and go, no, he was on. He was on. So that's, you know, you've got to get the rub of the green, mate. I always say it in, that, um, in the season where we won the league. You know, people say, oh, we were just brilliant that season. I go, oh, of course we were. We barely got an injury all mm. season. There's a reason why we play the same 11 every week. We never got any, any injuries. And that's the rub of the green. You've got to have rub of the green to, to you know, get promoted and... That was a moment in the game where um, you know, it went our, went our way, fortunately. But um, yeah, probably got away with that one. But the way we were playing, if they'd scored that early, they'd retreated. I don't know. We were we were on it last night. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I would have backed to see the way Matt was well, buzzing. Been um, looking at all the sort of social media uh, reaction today, and it's so nice to see. I mean, I haven't looked much at Twitter, I but I need to gorge myself. Go on. What? Do you know local man's promoted? <laughs> Oh, that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm surprised you haven't got it on the back of your shirt. Yeah. At some stage, you probably will learn if promoted or something. But you know what? Um, obviously, all the goading between Watford fans and even with um, you know Forest fans as well. It's something that I'm going to look back on. I think Sam Summers has bookmarked a thousand tweets, so <laughs> he'll be replying to each and every one. I'm absolutely certain. But uh, obviously, we're all delighted. And then I'm watching a video this morning of Scotty Parker, who's 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 chatting to his team, almost sort of really emotional like almost like chokes up yeah saying how proud he is of the players and you know what i'm proud of the players as well but P- parker mate he he like he tactically he, he did get that right he got it right and you know what it wasn't parker ball that, that we've about. seen for a few times a season and he's got criticism even from us about it but that was um that was almost like the best of both worlds and if we've yeah. got that brand of football yet also the resilience at the back mm. I'm happy going forward with that. We always just wanted the best kind of mix. And that performance, I think, just, you know, that just encompassed everything that we really want. Yeah, and we've always said looking forward, haven't we, that, um, yeah, there was a lot of performances this season and a lot of games where you felt like we could have let, let the handbrake off a little bit more with the players we had. But we always said, if he gets the job done, then, you know, deserves credit. because, And then we'll see next season, because did he just think this is the way to get out of the league? Is this a, a, a process where he thinks, you know what, playing this way is going to be better for us in the future so I want to get it instilled in the players now Um, so yeah well only time will tell mate but yeah it was a a really nice moment because I think all season we've kind of said about Parker just give us a bit more he seems a little bit you know oh come on just just give a badge Mm. pump or just do something to get the fans on his side and it's always been that I've always looked at the guy he seems like the guy who's just been like I've got a job to do and as soon as the job was done and you say about that um, kind of speech in in the changing room I, I saw Scott Parker for the first time yeah. because he's got the job done yeah. and, and he, he showed his kind of human side of look I'm quite emotional quite choked up I'm proud of these players you know had a bit of a laugh from and stuff and I thought you know what fair play to him he's, he's got the job done and, and now, he's, now he's enjoying it um, I mean you know like ever the professional but it, like it did make me laugh though because the fans are going absolutely nuts Mike Botto on the mic is you know loving life he manages to get Scott Parker fans should have got off the pitch a lot quicker than what they did in the end blimey that was a struggle well, Fletcher was busy taking selfies with them all <laughs> <laughs> could get off but you know and then Mike Potter's really excited Scott how are you feeling it's, yeah well it's alright you know I was good. come on Scott I know I know he has but, definitely got a bit about that he and, has um, but, reminds me a little bit of um, funnily enough he was in the bar last night Sean O'Driscoll ex-manager he was in the 1910 yeah good to yeah. see him good to see him and um he was that sort of manager. I always yeah. felt like, come on, just get up for a bit. But, mate, he got, as you say, last night, and, and actually, we said it in the preview, Luton away, they scored last kick. That aside, every single big, big football match, Fulham never beat us. Mm. Forest, six points. Huddersfield, six points. You know, Blackburn, we just beat them. We've just beaten um, Coventry when it mattered. And in the moments it mattered, they were the games where I thought we, we showed up and we looked like the experienced team. We've got a lot of young players still, but we look like a team that, when it matters, we're going to leave everything on the pitch. And um, that's the team you can be proud of. So, yeah, I was I just buzzed at the CMC's, mate. The players deserve it. So, they've got over the line. And yeah, I mean, look, we don't, we've, we've got so much time in the close season to talk about this kind of thing. But in, in brief, do you think we'll be bringing in new players? Or I mean, you know, a lot of the personnel that we've got have got Premier League experience, but... Yeah. It's not going to be wholesale changes, is it? Wouldn't have thought so. We've got quite a young group as well. Um, 
I, I do think we'll try Nat Phillips. Um, if it's not a signing, try and even keep him for another season. Mm. I mean, we're fortunate that he's at Liverpool where he's, he's got a very struggle to get in that yeah. team. So hopefully, I think he's grown and grown with every game. Him and Lloyd as a partnership as well. I think there's probably a few um, in terms of your Kales, potentially your Marcondeses, your Mepham's, maybe, that, that might need to go to play football because they're going to struggle. Um, or with Kale, maybe even retire. Um, there'll probably be a few areas we'll look at, and obviously there's a few players that we're not sure. Um, Ethan Laird, Todd Campwell, what we're going to do with them sort of players. But also you forget we've got, um, obviously Kiefer Moore will feel like a new signing because we've only yeah. seen him a little bit. What will he do with Brady? There's, there's loads of questions, but I don't think it'll be wholesale. I think no. we, we said about this, this squad is massive mm. and he's built that ready now for next season, hopefully. So yeah, it'll be really interesting. We'll probably make bits and bobs. Um, and we'll see what happens. There might be a few that come in for our players, but we're in a position now, mate, we're promoted. Yeah. We can we can fight them off now and a uh, bit, bit of cash in for the club as well, which uh, I think is uh, is a key thing as well. A lot of activity in the car park this morning. There's a lot of the players' cars. I think Mark waiting for us over there. Yeah, oh, my, if my, we might have to see Mark McAdam in a minute. Um, but a lot of the players are, obviously had a few drinks last night. They didn't go into town that we all thought would happen but they had a few drinks here and you know fair play to them they were it's quite an emotional day like yesterday like a lot of anxiety i mean they must have been knackered after a few drinks so they weren't up for going to halo but had a few drinks here by all accounts and they're slowly drip drabbing in collecting their cars and um nice I'm, cars i'm not yeah they're they're all right. there, i mean it's no kia seed but it's fine um but yeah um you know they deserve you know they deserve those drinks last night i'm sure they'll have a day a day off probably no more than a day cuz i'm sure they'll want to finish the season on a high mate just quite intrigued to see what happens on saturday in terms of team selection etc mm. yeah it will be interesting i think the main thing is you know talk about rotation and stuff anyone that's been playing through the pain barrier a little bit will probably be left out i'm thinking Yazamuras, who's just come out from a hamstring hamstring injury Lerm, obviously there's no there's no need to risk any of them but also there'll be sentimental side of it as well. Um, Dom Solanke, will he start every single game? That'll be a nice touch. Um, he'll look at, as I kind of mentioned then, we're talking about players. Will he look to, for Kale to say goodbye, for example? Will he look at someone like Mepham, who every single time, he came on again last night, he's called upon, he just comes in, does a job, doesn't moan about it, mm. and just helps us when needed. And then as soon as someone's back, he drops out of the team again, could easily get stroppy, he doesn't. Will it be a chance to go, go on, you can have a game? Will he look at a new system, potentially? He, he can try all these things. But knowing Scott Parker and what we've seen from him, he will not want to finish the season without a win, mate. And no. be interesting because I'm almost now thinking, oh, I think we're going to rip the floor of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see people like Marcondes as well. Marcondes last night, by the way. <laughs> the the vlog, I promise the vlog will come out later on today. I promise it will. Shirtless and it's, Emmy. And it's a oh. Yeah, shirtless Emmy. There you go. There's a shirtless Emmy. Gave me a semi. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a spoiler for you. But um, Tom, it's been. No wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful season, mate. Roller coaster. All, all 46, all 46. Oh, loved it. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Loved all the support of the channel as well. It's been great doing it, and it? it's been really enjoyable. Yeah, thank you Even so much. Even through the rocky moments, you know, I think we've um, always tried to give both sides, always had good debates with fans, and it was just nice to, when it comes to an end, you can smile about it because what a season we've got the job done, mate. So, absolutely delighted. Absolutely delighted. Can't wait for next season. Oh, I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this boy needs to get some shot eye. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, stay tuned. Vlogs on the way. Ooh. And maybe some more content besides. No, I know how I can end it. Go on. <laughs> I told you. Oh, the cherries. We don't lose. There you go then, AFC Bournemouth are Premier League. What a podcast, absolutely love it. And look, hopefully there's going to be an end of season finale next week that will, I don't know, I mean, you might as well just end the season now. But no, we're playing Millwall, we want to go out with a bang and let's hope we do so. Thanks so much for all your support this season. I don't know why I'm saying this now, there's still a game to go, but we're Premier League. <laughs> I don't even know how to sign this off. I best say, you've been listening to Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast of the Cherries. Richie. And beyond Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! But the gold sands is raised.
Football Club. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.